0: are recording. (laughs) It's been, it's been a long time since I've been on, on this app. And I will tell you, um, even though I kind of got tired of recording, uh, I I don't want to say political, but I guess I'll say it. I got kind of tired of recording political stuff and talking about, you know, current day world problems and because no one was listening to them, one person. I think that one person was actually me, Um, you know, just, just reviewing my own podcast. So it was not being listened to at all anyway. Uh, and if you're not, no, if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically uh, anybody who ever listened to the Dog Show, which is which was my previous show, didn't really work out that well. Went on for a long time, uh, but no one, everyone really stopped listening to listening to it after like, you know, the second season, or second week. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, today I'm starting the my first ever sports podcast. So, um, now before I did sports talks where I talked about, you know, like, like upcoming games in, in the NFL or baseball or something. Um, but now I'm actually going to do this for the NFL season. Now I am not a, I'm not going to lie. I am biased towards the Colts. Um, it's like people who like different characters in games or shows and then you know are biased towards those characters I am biased towards the Colts now me being biased towards the Colts just means that I am always going to root for the Colts whether or not they're actually gonna win it doesn't mean that I'm going to say that the Colts are the best team because they're not I mean they they can't they could be if they tried if they tried really, really hard, they could be the best team, but they're nowhere close right now. Especially not with Tom Brady. Um, and yeah, so what was I talking about? Sorry, someone interrupted me, so I had to shut it off so I wouldn't get it on recording. Uh, but yeah, you, know, you know, teams like teams like the Bucks with Tom Brady or the Chiefs with. Uh, Wow, his name just left me or the or teams like the Chiefs or even the Dolphins the Dolphins are actually being pro- are are being projected as One of the Super Bowl teams this year now. I don't know. I don't believe that at all Just like the one the one time they said that the the De- Detroit Lions are gonna win even though the Detroit Lions suck and that's not, that's not just me being biased by the way if you ever hear me tell you say a team sucks or a team is scary don't take that as oh he just he, he's just biased uh, you know for the Colts so that's what that's why that's why he says that team sucks because he just likes the Colts better no if I say a team sucks in the NFL I'm legitimately mean that the team sucks okay because most of the time it's true. Now there will now there's one team that I'll say sucks. That not only do they actually suck, um, but also I just don't like the team in general, and that's the Patriots. The Patriots weren't haven't been good since Brady left. Um, and in fact they weren't good when Brady was in there. They had like a couple good players. That actually assisted Brady and actually helped them win seven championships, or sorry, six championships. But then after that, you know, the team just kept on declining, and that's why Brady left. Not that I like Tom Brady much more at all, or much more myself. Um, but I'm just saying that's the reason why he left and went to the Bucks because his team was his team sucked. Anyway. Uh, now I will get down to the brass tacks of what I'm actually making this podcast for. Uh, essentially, I mean, you could read it in the description that I put, uh, but essentially I'm making this podcast to essentially follow along with the Colts preseason and also, uh, full season games. So, you know, every week, every week. After I would say at least after every game, including preseason game, possibly before too, I'll make a podcast episode about, you know, where the team is going or what they could have done better or what they could have done or what they did. And essentially, also, I'll make general news about the Colts, you know, as the season unfolds like, injuries, or, you know, draft picks. I mean, obviously, they're not draft pick picks. Obviously, they're not drafting anymore, but you know what I mean. General news about the Colts. Um, so, not just about games. So, like, before games or in between games, I'll do general news, and then after each game, I'll do an analysis of the game, essentially. And that's what I'll be doing. So... Uh, where do I start first? I'll start with obvi- The obvious I mean you could literally just pull up Google or s- go- Pull up Google and see this on the news if you tried. Um, but uh, about Carson Wentz so See the thing is we were every every Colts fan even non Colts fans were like the Colts are about to be a scary team because Carson Wentz in his prime, Carson Wentz was amazing. He, I, I don't think the man could make an interception. And then all of a sudden, his team, or half hit half the people on his team, I I don't actually know the real numbers, but half the people on his team were traded away for worse players, and they couldn't keep you know their team. And Frank Reich was traded away for the Colts. And, in other words, you just had a good quarterback, but then you had a bad team, you had a bad offensive coordinator, and you had a bad coach. And, overall, Carson Wentz, even though Carson Wentz has been said to have, you know, like, not not get along with his team from, like, from... 2018 and on, he was said to not get along with his team or his coaches or anything like that, uh, but the the uh, the majority of the problem with Carson Wentz came from his team and his staff and everything except, or everything except him. He was part of the problem because he wasn't very cooperative, but he wasn't very cooperative because he didn't have the right kind of people backing him up. He didn't have his buddy, Frank Wright, you know? So that's where his decline was made. And his only good season was 2017. I think it was, sorry, I think it was 2016 to 2017, but that was his only good season of football. I mean, primarily because he won the Super Bowl, that was the only reason it was his good, his only good season. Season, uh, season, because he actually won something. But the thing is, it's not that he's a bad quarterback, and that's it's not that he's a bad quarterback now. But it's just he—he's first of all, he's hurt. If you don't know that already, he's hurt. His leg—I don't know if it's major. They did—they didn't say it was bad. It was, uh, you know, perfectly spiffy. They actually said he's 5 to 12 weeks, potentially, if he has surgery on his foot, he has a potential 5 to 12 weeks of off or of of no play, where he he won't be able to do anything. All he has to do is sit, all, all he can do is sit around and watch his team either win or lose. And back to what I was saying it's not that he's not a good quarterback because he is a good quarterback he has an arm like most you know like like most good and memorable quarterbacks should he has an arm and he has accuracy or he had accuracy but the thing is he has to have good he's the kind of quarterback that has to have a good team backing him up he's not like Tom Brady where he can where Tom Brady is pretty much like jack of all trades when it comes to a quarterback where he can run, he can—I um, mean, not that fast, but fast enough. He can run, he can dash, he can—he can get to the ball. He can get the ball to people who need, or when he needs to get the ball to someone. And that's why he's so good. And that's why so much, even if his team wasn't always the best. Now, obviously, he switched for reason, but for that same reason, but. Then you go to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a good quarterback if you have good players backing him up and that are there to catch the balls that he throws. Because I feel like a lot of the interceptions in his worst season last year, by the way, were because... were. I mean, part of it was because he was not doing well. But another part was because his teammates weren't there. You know, they weren't there for it. And also, another thing that held Carson Wentz back and makes him easily the most um, pity-worthy quarterbacks in the league, if not the most pity-worthy, is because he is probably the most injury-prone guy in the league. Because he, he pretty much couldn't, can't go a season. He's, he's only had one full season because of how injury prone he is. But off of that, the, he is now with a good team. Like there's not a I don't I don't think there's a person on the Colts that is a bad, that is a generally just out of it player. Like you have so many good players. You have TY Hilton, you have DeForest Buckner, you have so many people. You have Taylor. You have so many good players and potential superstars on the Colts team that I, I don't see a way that Carson wins if he or win not not if he will eventually play again but when he plays again I don't I don't see how you can't he, with someone as good as him or as potentially good as him I don't see how you could possibly not get the ball from your hand or from his hands to the players it's just not I just don't see how that's possible um but until he is ready to play we are stuck with I mean I I don't want to say stuck because he's supposed to be a good quarterback um and and from what I've seen he is really good in college but that's you know that's a little bit different from college to the NFL uh Jacob Eason. that's what I want to talk about now uh Actually, I, got, I guess I should mention another injured player. We have, like, two other players that are injured. I don't remember who they were. Uh, but there's also another one that I learned today that we la- or that we uh, will not have for another 5 to 12 weeks after surgery. And that is Quentin Nelson, unfortunately. Uh, one of our best offensive linemen. Uh, yeah, he's out for 5 to 12 weeks after surgery, and I, I I actually don't know the whole extent, but it's basically the same thing Wentz has, uh, essentially. Anyway, back to Jacob Eason. Uh, I mean, what can I say? He's, he was a stud in college. Most people, some people will say that he was probably the best, or had the best arm in all of college, and... And, again, as I said, I know that that there's a big, huge difference between the between NCAA and, co- and actual NFL. But, I mean, this is worth mentioning. That Jacob Beeson, first of all, he's working with a, a potential, a, a team with a bunch of potential superstars or even a potential uh, Hall of Famers. But, also, in college, I was reviewing over clips of him uh, his highlights and i noticed one thing one very important and very crucial thing also a very good thing he he tends to have a knack for throwing the ball and completing passes in very tight situations where you know you'll you'll have you'll see him throw the ball to his receiver and the and the guy will have two maybe even three guys running after him and very, maybe one guy on top of him and he'll get the ball every time now obviously part of that plays into the his runner being able to catch the ball but also it also it's primarily Jacob Beeson because when he throws the ball, it goes right into the hands of the guy. It's almost like he knows where the guy's gonna end up, and he and he, and he completely disregard. No, shouldn't say he disregards the people guarding him. It's just like he knows he'll get it past no matter what. Now, obviously, that's not every throw that he made during the lat during uh, the 2019 season, but essentially, I'm saying that's what he's good at. He is good at getting the ball to the receiver in very tight situations. And also, he is pretty tall, too. Um, some of the players, or quotes from players on the Colts scene, have said that he is tall enough to where they can see where the ball is coming from so they know how to track where it's going to end up. And that's a very good thing. You know, I feel like a quarterback should be very tall at the same time of having a strong arm because it just go. They just go together, you know, a strong, accurate arm and you're tall. Now, the other thing is in the clips, he seemed. Now, this is partly because his defense. I don't know what was going on with the Washington football, uh, not football team, but the NCAA Washington football uh, or sorry, sorry, the Huskies. But they had insane defense. I don't think he ever got touched in college. It, part, part of that was his defense, but another part of that was he could scramble. Scramble. Sorry, not scramble. He could do what Phillip Rivers, he can do what Philip Rivers couldn't do last season. Because Phillip Rivers, while he used to be a scary opponent on the Chargers. You know, but wasn't so scary to the other teams last season because he couldn't move around very well because he had a hurt foot, just like Wins does now, and I just, I just didn't like the season. I mean, we had a good season. Don't get me wrong. Eleven to five, I think it was. We were, we were, we did really good. I'm not gonna complain, but. This is just my mentality. Like, if you don't win at all, then what's the point of winning at all? Now, obviously, that's not the right mentality, and maybe I should fix that mentality. But I feel like that's a good... Or something that you should think about, you know? Like, we're doing... Like, they were really doing really good. And we... They were potential Super Bowl... You know, they were a potential Super Bowl team. Hopefully, we are this time around. Because if we're not, that would be really disappointing. Um, But, you know, it was just really disappointing seeing a lot of throws, or seeing a lot of passes being incomplete that should have been complete. Or just having those little, you know, little sandbox plays, you know, know, that, that weren't very significant. And some of them even got us less yards than we actually would have gotten if we would have just passed downfield. In other words hopefully this Jacob Eason is better now obviously he didn't play at all last year but he is a second year draft or second year uh, draft even though he didn't play last year and hopefully that gives him some sort of leeway and obviously the teammates um, you know some people have said that he's getting more comfortable he himself have said has said that he's getting more comfortable with the team and the the different wide receivers and receivers in general I guess and he's getting more comfortable with them. Hopefully, he'll be able to be a better player and be more attuned uh, into playing with actual NFL players. And that's the, but that's the whole point of, you know, training camp is he gets more used to playing with actual NFL players instead of just college kids. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we're hoping, every Colts fan is hoping that this Jacob Eason uh, can, you know, can kick off the season with a banger, you know, obviously we're not hoping, having high hopes for, uh, off season, no one really does, or preseason, no one really does, you know, we don't really have to worry about it either, though, either, but, you know, Our first three games, you have the Panthers, then you have the Vikings, and then I'll actually have to check of what we're playing next. But essentially, we're playing three very, uh, iffy teams. Like, the the, the first team that we're playing the Panthers, we should wipe the floor with them. There should be no problem with wiping the floor with the Panthers, Okay. Now I don't know about the Vikings. The Vikings are kind of scary sometimes, and they there there's even talk about the Vikings being a Super Bowl or uh, potential Super Bowl team as well. Uh, so I can't really speak for the Vikings, but at the same time, I'm basically saying. And then the next one I don't remember what I have, what we are, who are we going against. I'll have to check uh, real quick. But essentially, it's another easy-looking team and that's what I'm getting excited for excited for because maybe that gives Jacob Beeson, you know, a 3 week break between now and or, or between preseason and full season for him to, you know, get used to playing actual NFL teams. So he'll be ready whenever the time comes. Um do I have a picture of preseason? I don't remember if I do. I need to get- I need to get a picture of preseason. But anyway. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I have to say about this. Uh, except I need to talk about the other quarterbacks that are being uh, put in backup, I should say. First you this this might I'll do better in other episodes, I should say. But first you have uh the core of the i want to say the backup quarterback but i've never seen him play the the former quarter or former cup quarterback for green bay and they say he's not good at all and i'm so that makes me hope that he never gets put into the game anyway here's the preseason so now i'll get back to the backup quarterbacks but first we have the panthers Obviously August if you want to know the time and the date August 15th at 1 p.m. Panthers That should be a clean sweep even if it is just preseason Then you have games. I can't really say we're about it's about even on the teams So I'm not gonna make a prediction on that August 21st at 8 p.m. And then finally you have <laughs> Of all teams to do preseason against the Lions um, What can I say the Lions suck? Okay, I'm just going to say that right go right out and say it the Lions suck and That game is on August 27th at 7 p.m.. That should be an easy clean sweep in fact, I have no I have no fears of losing it's some of their roster for 2021 uh, But in other words, we shouldn't have a huge problem against them Anyway back to the uh, the last thing I want to talk about before I go and that is the backup quarterbacks uh, other than Jacob Eason, which is, you know, the already been confirmed by Frank Reich himself that Jacob Eason is going to be it has the job of quarter of primary quarterback up until the point where Carson Wentz is then released, you know, on a full bill of health and he is ready to actually play. But until then, we have Jacob Eason. And backing up Jacob, Jacob, Jacob Eason, we have Sam Ellinger, which is another college football but he, er, player draft, I should say. But he is a new draft, so that's going to be a little bit different. And Sam Ellinger on clip yet. So I don't know how good how good he is, uh, but he played for the Texas Longhorns last year. So I don't know what that means on him, and get back to you next episode. But yeah, so that's one backup quarterback, and another backup quarterback, if I can find him. I'm looking at the list right here, trying to see all the people. Is the one I was talking about the former Green Bay quarterback, Brett Hundley. Which is the one they say is not very good, so I'm I'm not putting faith in him. And yeah, that looks like at least all the ones that they have put on the list, that looks like that's it. So anyway, to wrap things up, I wanted to say this. I wanted to say that from my viewpoint, I think the season is going to be a hit or miss. I think... I think it's going to go two ways. One... The first... Uh, the first nine games of the season, we're probably going to lose. Or... or Either lose, or we're going to, like, back and forth. Like, win one, then lose one, then win one, then lose one. Or... Or... Jacob Eason turns out to be a fire quarterback and he turns out to be the best quarterback in the league of the year. Um and you know we just win every single game and we don't have a need for Carson Wentz. Now not saying that I want the man to be put out of a job because I want to see what he can do on the field, but I'm saying if Jacob Easton turns out to be a really good quarterback and we don't need Carson Wentz, then I'm saying there's a possibility he could be put out of a job. But I don't think... I'm going to go with my first option. that It's going to be a hit or miss year. Um, because I... Not not just because I don't want the guy to be put out of a career... You know, just after coming out of his worst NFL season ever. Um, even... Especially after winning the Super Bowl a couple years prior. Um, but I'm saying... There, there would ultimately be no need for him, but I'm saying that's probably not going to happen. Now, I don't know. I'm not going to make any further speculations on how you know Jacob Eason is going to do and how Carson Wentz is going to be affected by that, because I don't know. I ultimately don't know. I, I can't read any of their minds and tell you how good they're going to be or you know I can't see for I can't foresee the future. I'm not a mind reader. Or a telepath or whatever. But what I can tell you is that this season is going to be a bumpy ride, nevertheless. Anyway, that is all of the off-season news that I have for you as of right now. and Hopefully I'll have another episode ready in a week or so, maybe following you know, further reports about Carson Wentz's injuries or, you know, how the, how Jacob Easton is feeling in terms of comfortability, um, or comfortability, I should say. But until then, I will see you guys later. This has been, uh, Colts News with Jaden Summers. And by the way, if you see the East or the EES, it's just a nickname that I was given by some of my friends my close friends uh it's not actually my name my name is jaden summers so yeah anyway thank you guys so much for listening to this first edition of my podcast or my second podcast technically but hopefully this hopefully this podcast kicks off a little better than my other one did and hopefully you guys actually find this insightful because I will, pretty much any current news, I will gather up and just, you know, spew out. Um, anyway, that's all I have. Thank you guys for so much for listening. Tune in next time. I don't know when I'll make another episode. But next time I make an episode, be sure to listen. And, uh, yeah, bye.